up, everyone? It's your boy, Dave. Your boy. And with me is my hype man who's in pain. I have a headache. (laughs) My headache, man. I'm sorry. Shane. (laughs) We also have Russell the Mumbler. I just want to point out Shane's failure to deliver makes it sound like you guys are in a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) It it does. Uh, Maybe we are. I I have a headache and I can't perform for you. (laughs) Story of my life. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Start calling you a market maker with all those FTDs. What? Uh, The joke's probably lost. All right. Well, um, <laughs> been a good show. Moving on. Uh, this is the DQB Does Hostful, where we talk about news and movie news and trailers and games. Games. We never talk about games, but we're going to talk about games today. We sometimes talk about games. Sort of. We're going to talk a lot about games today. Playing with our joysticks. Yeah. And, and our dicks. And, and our little men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've played with a little man or two in my time. <laughs> wow. What was his name? I don't want to talk about it. There's <laughs> huh. nothing wrong with that. It's 2021. That's true. We need ass now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting distracted. <laughs> I think, By all the ass you're thinking about eating? Like, what the I think fuck? we ate ass before. It's just now appropriate to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now yeah. it's mainstream. <laughs> Oh, that's why everyone's breath stinks. (laughs) A bunch of people's grandmas died, and everyone (laughs) was just like, I'll say what I want now. (laughs) I can talk about eating ass. My grandma isn't on Facebook anymore. (laughs) That's fucked up, guys. Mm. (laughs) That's real fucked up. Speaking of Facebook. Oh, no. Before we we go too further, something amazing happened today. Okay. Something amazing happened in the life of Dave. Facebook okay. got shut off? No, I wish. Oh. <laughs> I happened? officially have internet, guys. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. I have internet now. I don't That's... know what to do. I'm surprised I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. I got Not a four-day like... weekend coming up. I'm probably like Monday morning. I'm just going to be all blurry-eyed. Like, I found the entire internet this weekend. Yeah. If there's one thing I suggest to you on a four-day weekend, it is don't do it dry. Don't do it dry. Not for four days. Yeah. You should probably go get some Astro Glide. <laughs> yeah. Or some lotion. Don't non-scented use. Non-scented lotion. Non-scented. Definitely non-scented. Don't use a lot. <laughs> Stuff's real slick. <laughs> uh, also, don't use shampoo. I read a terrifying Oof. I fucked up today on Reddit once. Yikes. That sounds terrible. Yeah. It made dude's dick all flaky and dry and. Uh, Give him dick drift. Yeah. <laughs> dick drift. Uh. All right. Well, uh, all right. Again, we're talking about wieners. Yeah. But I have internet now. Yeah. You're going to see I'm... all kinds of wieners. <laughs> no. No, I'm going to watch a lot of TV. Yeah. Play a lot of video games. There you go. Without pants. Um. Anyway, because <laughs> I'm at home. Yeah, you uh, you like went to a thing last week, didn't you? I uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Oh yeah, we were gonna talk about it last week. But yeah, then we were like, we ran over. 
We do that a lot recently. Yeah, well. We're talking guys. Yeah. Uh, so yes, two weeks ago, mostly I went... Mostly about wieners. Mostly about wieners. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> so a couple wow. weeks ago, I went to um, All Elite Wrestling awesome. in Indianapolis. Went to the AE Dub. It was one of their dynamite shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a ton of fun. Yeah. I love li- I love wrestling anyways. We probably know that by now. Yeah. But I love watching live wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. We were back a little far like a little farther than I wanted to, but it's still a good time. Had a lot of cool matches. There was a lot of um I wa- got to see Daniel Bryan or sorry, Brian Danielson. <laughs> yeah. Different guy. Different guy. But got the same. Got to see Brian Danielson almost kick this dude's head off nice. several times. Nice. There was a really cool tag match. It was uh, Matt Seidel and uh, Lee Moriarty, who is like just recently signed in AEW. Mm. I saw him at um, a indie show a couple months ago. He's amazing. He's like not really a high flyer. He's more of like a technical guy. Okay, but uh, his thing is he's king of Tiger style. Okay, so he's the best. Uh, it was those two versus Leo Rush and uh, Dante Martin. If you know any of those guys, I know Leo Rush. Uh, Dante Martin is like a newer AEW guy, but he is insane. Like he's like twenty, mm. and like he's like defies gravity. It's it's crazy. Like doing like backflips and like bunch of flippy shit. Super high high flyer, yeah, flippy yeah. shit guy. So cool. that match was awesome because Leo Rush is also like a high flyer. Mm. Yeah, because he's like five foot tall and yeah. he's like a hundred pounds. He's super fast too. I didn't realize yeah. how fast he was. It's in his name. That, that it's true. It's true. Rush. Yeah, makes sense now. Just thought he was a big fan of Rush. Time, I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just want to talk about that. It was a great time. Got to see that. Saw um, Kenny Omega and um, Hangman Adam Page do a contract signing. Oh yeah, before Full Gear, which happened last weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, spoiler, Hangman Adam Page won that match. Fuck yeah! Fucking doing cowboy shit, baby. Yeah, dude, I wanted him to win, like, when they started AEW. Me too. I was like, this dude's awesome. He needs the belt. Yeah. Like, I understand why they put it on Chris first, and then put it on Omega and on Moxley and stuff, because those were established guys, right? Right. But I was like, this dude is, like, future superstar. I completely agree. Yeah. The dude's great in the ring. Yeah. He's got his, uh, he got his cool shit, go- his uh, cowboy shit going. Yeah. He's got like a cool personality and that personality comes out in the ring and he can talk. Yeah. So like barring injury or, you know, uh, you know, a personal problem or whatever, I think he's going to go really far. Yeah. Me too. I hope so. I, lo- I love that anxious millennial cowboy. Yeah. He's great. I don't watch a lot of wrestling. But, so I usually tend to gravitate toward like those over the top interesting characters. Because part of my problem with wrestling today is like the characters aren't uh, like diversified enough in their personalities and yeah. their personas. Yeah. Like there's too many guys that are just like, 
I'm a big dude and I'm gonna get in the ring and throw another dude around and I'm like yeah. more into like the artistry of wrestling. Yeah. Um saying that, uh I love Adam Page and I think that he's fucking awesome. Yeah. And he has, he has like a little bit more of like a old school feel to him. He has yeah, he has a very attitude era feel to his character. He he really does. Yeah. Kind of like a, not necessarily a full-on Stone Cold, but he's got a little, a little bit of that bit attitude. That, yeah. 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 He's just like, he's distinguished. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, that's what I think part of the problem has been in the last several years. I mean, especially in WWE, like oh, not God, letting yeah. those characters like yeah. just come out as characters. Like we're all just a MMA guy. You know, they all kind of act that way. They aren't necessarily are, are those guys, but like a lot of, some of them are, you know, you yeah, got like yeah. Lesnar and Lashley and. Um, they've had other guys, but like, you know, somebody did that a long time ago. Ken Shamrock. Yeah, but and he went a long way with wrestling. He w- yeah, but none of the other guys were doing that. Right. right yeah. You know, cause you had, you had like you, when he came in, you still had like the cartoony shit and then, but then you also had the beginning of, cause he was, he came around at the beginning of the attitude era. Yeah. So then you started having like the game and, uh, Stone Cold and The Rock and you know Kane and all Kane, that Kane Taker uh Evil Big was, Boss Man there yeah there was Evil Big Boss Man you had some he he had a little bit going on with uh uh Sean didn't he a little bit towards Shamrock? the end of Sean's career I think so yeah. yeah I really remember he feuded a lot with uh, Steve Blackman yeah Steve Blackman Steve Blackman could have been awesome. But anyway, we're t- yeah. we don't need to talk about that. It's been done. I talk about that for days. Yeah, we could talk about that for literally like several hundred hours straight, probably. Yeah, one might say a decade. Yeah, uh, but yes, uh, I love going to live wrestling. So yeah. go see live wrestling. I guess that's what I'm going to rec- recommend. Watch I, wrestling. I need to go to like a big show because, like, I I. Whoa, it's Big Show! <laughs> He's now in AEW. Yeah, uh, but uh, I went to one when I was little, like uh, like Hogan. Oh wow! Okay, like WWF Hulkamania Hogan, dude. I would love to see yeah. that. I mean, I was so little, like I barely remember it. Right. There's a couple of things that happened in my childhood where there were like big things that I went to, and I remember like one little piece of it, and I remember like Hogan being in the ring, right? And then the other one was uh some concert, and it was like some country concert, and I remember I think it was Travis Tritt came out on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. But like that's you know I just you know because I was so young I just remember right. like little tiny pieces of it. But I mean I loved wrestling when I was little because that was you know the the end of the golden era of the eighties you know into the nineties. Oh yeah, um, early nineties. So like that's when I was you know super into Macho and Hulk and Jake the Snake and all the Gold Dust early, early Taker Gold early. Dust. You know, purple gloves taker, you know that shit. Um, Yokozuna. Oh but, man, uh, Yokozuna. Ooh. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I haven't been to a big show 
a big wrestling show since then. Really? Damn. I've only been to uh one like little indie show uh around here. Bro. Um somebody that wrestle and big smooth now that wrestles. Yeah. Okay. Um guy we work with. It was like twenty minutes from here in a fucking some community center. That sounds yeah. like an independent wrestling yeah, show. Yeah. 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 That was a lot of fun. It was a lot that of fun. Really it was yeah. fucking dope. But like it was also like Wow, these guys are the guys that should be get. Some of these guys are the guys that should be getting paid with a hot dog, and yep. then some of them you were like, these dudes, these dudes are awesome. They need to go. They need to go further. Uh, yeah, I love those. Like, I love. I like the smaller indie shows, like kind of like that because yeah. it's more crowd interaction. I feel. Oh yeah, because the one thing about this AEW show is like so far back. Yeah, the crowd that I was at wasn't super into it. That's. Part of my problem with like really big rock shows too. Yeah, I mean, if you go to like around us, you have uh, rough mortgage clips, Deer Creek, whatever. whatever if you're it's from called. this area, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, it's one of the outside amphitheater styles, and it has like the lawn seating, general admission, and then it has pavilion, and then it has a pit. Yeah. Um. And if you go to a show like that, it's probably like between twenty and fifty dollars to get onto the lawn, and like that's—I mean, just listen to it in your car really loud. It's basically, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about those shows now. Um, I used to go a lot when I was younger, but I—I I really like shows in like the medium-sized theater-style venues where it's all pretty much general admission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those are great. And um, that's kind of what I liked about that indie show versus like another show where you're buying a specific seat because, you know, if you're going to an AEW show or a WWE show or whatever, you're going to be paying for a certain seat in like a stadium style. Right. Yeah. You know, a basketball venue yeah. or a hockey venue or whatever it is. Um, I despise stadium shows. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I've been to a couple stadium shows. One of them was awesome because we got pit tickets. But, like, the Ooh. other one, we were in the very last... It was the same show, too, because it was, like, a year apart. And it was uh, when Metallica was touring with Godsmack on Sane Anger in, like, oh, okay. 2003, 2004. So the first show was with my brother-in-law and my sister and this girl I knew from high school. And uh, we were in the very last row. And we went all the way to Kentucky for this show. Oh, damn. And we were in the very last row, and it sounded like absolute dog shit. Right. And, I mean, I had fun, but it was not because of the show. Right. Yeah. It was because we were at a show with, you know, I'm really, you know, close with my sister. I'm friends with her husband, you know, and, and like, I was friends with a girl that I went to high school with, obviously, otherwise she would have been there. Right, yeah. Um, but, um... And then the next time I went, it was the same show, but it was me and some other friends of mine, and we got pit tickets. And Ooh. it was a totally different experience, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, but in a similar venue, right? So, like, you just, you almost have to pay for good seats if you're going to something like that. If you're trying to get, like, a real experience versus, like, I'm going to something with my friends because they're my friends and not because I want to go to this thing. Yeah. You know? Because that, if you're going to the thing to go to the thing, 
you need to buy good seats for the thing for the yeah. thing yeah because like <clears throat> otherwise you're not going to be able to really enjoy it i went to the pepsi coliseum and seen coed and cambria trivium and slipknot i was at that show it was awful i was in the pit at that show it was one of the worst shows i ever went to really yeah not because of the performers the performers were amazing but like the Pepsi Coliseum is not trash. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah that's true. It should not be used for concerts. So I missed Trivium, and then I missed part of Slipknot because they were handing out, or they were selling uh, Smirnoff ice in the bottle, in the glass bottle, and not taking the cap off. So when we were, when Slipknot started, we were on the floor, because we had pit tickets, and someone chucked a bottle from the stands that was completely full with the cap still on and hit my buddy in the head. Holy shit. So we were running around the whole fucking Coliseum looking for EMTs for like half of Slipknot set. Oh my God. Holy <laughs> fuck. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. Because like tons of people were getting hurt too. It was, a, it, that was a crazy show. Yeah. <clears throat> like not in a good way. Yeah. Like lots of people are like fainting and like falling off this out of the stands onto the floor and like getting hurt otherwise. Like it Holy was bad. shit. Yeah. That's the one and only time I've seen, seen Coit and Cambria live and that sucks. Like I want to go see them in like a smaller, like out of a uh, fucking house of blues or like a. The Aragon was awesome. The Aragon ballroom. I've seen a couple shows there. Fucking awesome. Uh, that's just like a great venue. Anyway. Yeah. In Chicago. Yeah. We're so fucking sidetracked. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. AEW was fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Go watch wrestling. That's Go what, watch wrestling. If you like it. Go see a rock show in a theater. Yep. Yep. What's next? <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about some games. Oh, some we're gonna, tabletop We're going to talk about some tabletop games. Gaming time. Uh, we're we're going to talk about a serious thing first. Um, so, uh, apparently, I, I can't find like a whole uh, breakdown of what exactly happened, but I did see a picture, um, which is... Uh, uh, so, there was a 40K Warhammer 40K tournament in Spain, um, and uh, it was like a large event for the area, I guess. Um, and a guy showed up wearing, uh, he wasn't like full on dressed like a Nazi, but he had like Nazi symbols on like, like patches and shit on his clothes. Um, and his, his army was apparently like Nazi orcs or something. What the fuck? Um, and, uh, people complained to the tournament organizers, TOs. And uh, they didn't disqualify the guy. So then people, or the, and they didn't tell him like that you have to like take that shit off or anything. Um, They're like, well, I mean, he can do what he wants, I guess. I don't know what their reasoning was. Um, So people refused to play against the guy. So As they should. When they refused to play, instead of, you know, basically getting your way with a boycott, they they were told that they forfeit and he got full points so apparently he ended up i can't find a full breakdown but he ended up in uh high rankings either winning the whole thing or 
being at the final table or something like that. Jesus. Um, basically because he was dressed like a Nazi and had Nazi shit on his army. Nazi bullshit. <clears throat> Fuck. Um, so this has started a whole thing and I, I, I did a little research. Um, so the, basically the community is like, this is fucked up and we need to like take this seriously because, um, I saw a couple of, uh, of, uh, uh, gaming blogs talking about, um, how, uh, hate groups will entrench themselves into a community whether it's a bar or a gaming community like a local gaming store or something larger um where they will like have a really polite nazi show up and you know do his thing but he'll be nice and then you'll be like well i can't kick this guy out because he's being nice he's not hurting anybody he's just got some like questionable shit on yeah right so then you know you you do that for a while and a couple of couple of your regulars stop coming because they don't want to be around that guy yeah but you still have this guy and then he brings a couple more friends and they're also polite so you don't kick them out still so then there's more nazis at your place and you lose a couple other more people and then they bring more people and they bring more people and then all of a sudden it's a Nazi local gaming store. It's a Nazi bar or whatever, right? Right. They like take over. They take over. And then you can't get rid of them because they're your whole clientele. They're your whole business. If you try to kick them out, they're going to start shit because now they have their friends that aren't so polite there. Right. Yeah. Basically the idea of taking the shit over. Fuck, <laughs> fuck that for one thing. Right. So basically people are like, we need to fucking nip this shit in the bud. Yeah. Um, but, and, and, uh, Games Workshop did a good thing by coming out and basically saying, look, we recognize that um, this has happened and it has happened before. Um, and the, uh, what was the exact thing they said? Uh, oh my God, just give me the fucking link to their shit. You want me to just like do orc sound effects right here? Orcs, 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 orcs. <laughs> okay, here you go. So uh, on the 19th, um, so this happened like a week or two before this was released. So on the 19th, the uh, Warhammer community, which is a, a Games Workshop website, um, they posted uh, a blog and it says, The Imperium is driven by hate. Warhammer is not. Uh, there are no goodies in the Warhammer 40k universe. None, especially not the Imperium of Man. Yep. Uh, so basically, if you read the whole thing, they basically say that uh, Warhammer, the 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 lore is satirical, right? Yeah. Um, in that it shows like man becoming like this giant empire of fascists. Uh, and you know, other aspects are, uh, like there's a lot of xenophobia and stuff uh, in, in the, in the lore, especially with man versus everything else. Um, which is, which that's okay. That's fine. Um, and I think that's a good thing that they said that, but there's there this has been a thing with Warhammer and I've seen it. Uh 
especially like on Reddit and Facebook and stuff, um, using imagery from Warhammer for like some right wing stuff. Like you've seen like God Emperor Trump and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying or not saying that Trump has anything to do with white supremacy. That's not what I'm getting at here. What I'm getting at here is that, uh, there are, uh, before this happened way before uh there has been uh parallels drawn to the lore of warhammer being problematic as far as you know man being fascist uh there's a there's a whole article about it from 2018 on medium um talking about uh the demonization of female sexuality and queerness. So like the, all all the Sinesh chaos, God shit is basically like, if you're gay, you're a sorcerer, sorcerer of Sinesh basically. Right. Um, yeah. If you're, uh, a woman using her sexuality, you're a degenerate of Sinesh. Right. So there's, there's all this stuff in, in it that is, can, could be, could be satire, but is it satire? Right? Yeah. So another thing that the uh the medium article uh it says satire require requires a clarity of purpose and target lest it be mistaken and contribute to that which it intends to criticize. Now I take everything in Warhammer with a grain of salt because it's so clearly over the top yeah. to me and ridiculous that it, it, I mean, it can't be anything about satire, but some people don't take it that way. And I'm not saying that this is Games, Games Workshop's problem. They've come out and said, that's not cool. Don't fucking do don't that. Don't do this. Yeah. We will not let you play. Like, yeah. if, if we're running this shit, then it's, you're not playing. Sorry, bud. You're yeah. disqualified. You know, you wear some white power shit or you wear some Nazi shit or whatever. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Which they should have, and they did, so that's great. That, um, yeah, that, that's fantastic. Right. Um, I, it's an interesting distinction when they're saying it's satire, and I believe it's satirical in a way, um, but some people don't get it, I guess, and they like use it as a... as like a... I don't know, a... They cha- They like use the iconography as their own, right? Because they don't get this the satirical nature of it. I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird thing, and it's so widespread because of, like the internet. Like that's something that we've talked about, um, and that like everybody's talking about now because everybody's like, is social media bad? Like, is it fucking like poisoning people's minds and shit? And. We've talked at length about, like, I wish our fucking parents didn't have social media because they're reading all this weird shit and being like, did you hear about so-and-so doing this? Like, mom, that didn't happen. Right. That like, clearly didn't that, happen. that yeah. really did. That didn't. That's not real. Yeah. Uh, and there's like, I mean, it's just happening every day. And then you have people that are like, yeah, fucking for the emperor. And they mean it as opposed to being like, yeah, that's funny. 
Right, yeah. And then like and then you have people that are like blood for the blood god and that they mean it. They mean and you're that. like, whoa, hold on. Hold now. on. Hold <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute, bud. Um I find it interesting that like people sometimes just don't understand satire or don't get that a thing is being satirical. Yeah. Like the lack of understanding so like satire is very very s- specific kind of like representation and or comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, f- I, f- I find that it, it more often than not becomes problematic than it does actually like, because it's, it's too close to actual representation of the, of the idea that they're satirizing. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Because oh, if it's not straight up parody, because parody, if you like parody is, like clearly making fun of the thing right 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 but sat- uh, satire is like close to the thing but you should be in on the joke of it being do you see how stupid this is yeah but like the people that don't think the stuff is stupid they take it they without the grain see, of salt <laughs> yeah they can't see the satire yeah so i i over the last couple of years i mean especially like i've 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 been wondering if satire is more poisonous than like as, as a general statement. Yeah. Like I've wondered if satire is becoming more poisonous than it ha- has, uh, like relevance or, or serves entertainment a purpose. Value. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you watch a movie that's satirical of a, of a genre, mm-hmm. like you even get people that are like, no, I thought this, I thought this movie was great. Yeah. Like this was a really good scream like movie. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. like yeah, like my like, my favorite horror film is yeah. Scream because it makes fun of horror films <laughs> and I think horror, horror films yeah. are trash 90% of the time. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Dave's going to fight you. We 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 can disagree and yeah, that's it's fine. fine. Um I just You're wrong. I guess. Like, <laughs> like the uh you know, so that but that's not something that takes like a serious concept. And, like, satire started out as, like, political satire. Yeah. Like, that's kind of yeah. where, you know, it came from. It was right. those little uh, newspaper comics that were... And I think know, some of that's lost its way, too. Yeah, because it was like, clear. It like, was it clear was... that it was satire, and, like, at some point it just became commentary. Yeah. Right? Without the satirical tone. Yeah, because there's a difference on... There's a difference, too, between social commentary and, like, social commentary in an entertainment thing and, and political satire. satire like the two different things right <laughs> so like the social commentary tells you like you know hey like this is very obvious this yeah. is the clarity of this you know this thing is bad this is the thing then i make jokes about it and versus political satire is misrepresenting a thing right yeah closely to how a similar thing is represented so like if if the onion wasn't so ridiculous, sometimes <laughs> it would be satire instead of parody. Yeah, well, yeah. like I, I mean, that's, that's, that's a good point. To be... Like, how long did people think? Like, it took forever for everyone to realize the onion is not yeah. a reputable new- news source. Yeah. They're not meant to be. They're not trying right. to be. Right. They're trying to be over the top. Right. And ridiculous. But the world we live in has become so unfathomably ridiculous yeah. that. It blends the lines of 
reality. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like I'm I constantly wonder does satire serve a purpose anymore? Like well, I don't know. It's that's a interesting take on it. Um yeah. But and it's not it's not really an opinion like I'm not no, saying it's a satire. question. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like it's, it's like a, a it's like a general topic of debate. That. And if if anybody has any thoughts on this, um go ahead and email us draftyq at gmail.com. Um if you think that Warhammer has a problem. Uh again, we're we're happy with Games Workshop because they were basically like fuck Nazis. Which yeah. is awesome. That yeah. that that that's that is awesome. good. Because um, their stuff, I agree. Like some of their stuff is, you know, it's supposed to be satire. But right, I played 40k for a long time. I have two full armies that yeah. are in my basement right now. I haven't played in years. Yeah, but like reading the lore and stuff, it's there's a lot of problematic stuff in it. Yeah, but yeah. it's you know, I mean, it has like a lot of cool flavor and shit. But it's also yeah. like, yeah, fascists and sex demons. There's sex is evil. <laughs> like what? Uh, like at what point? Like you have to have a character all in there, aliens or you have bad. to have like another civilization in there that is telling that civilization that they're wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that might be what the tower are supposed to be, but then they're like, Even they're, they're just evil. they're just space communists. Um, <laughs> well, because the Tau fight for the greater good. Yeah, but sometimes that good. means the greater good i mean that sometimes that means slaughtering everyone like, yeah yeah the the crusades also fought for the greater good <laughs> yep so if you guys want to read about this uh there are tons of articles about the uh the situation that happened in spain and about the uh what warhammer like what games workshop actually said um and then the article that i was talking about from 2018 it's called let's talk about warhammer 40k and it's on medium.com um that's very interesting check out medium.com if you see an article in your google search uh i'm not saying like take it verbatim or you know take take it all with a grain of salt definitely a fucking opinion piece yeah but Check out medium.com if you see an article in your Google search when you're looking for something. It, they're opinion pieces, but these are independent writers that are using a platform to kind of like build themselves and build their writing and build their their uh, social presence. Um, yeah. So I do want to, you know, shout out. Shout out for medium.com. Yeah. Um, the article for, or the blog post, I guess, that was the statement from Games Workshop um, is called The Imperium is Driven by Hate, Warhammer is Not, and it's on warhammer-community.com. So if you want to read all that stuff, because, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of glossing over it. There's a lot here. I mean, the the statements, you know, seven paragraphs or something. There's tons of blog posts about it. There's videos about it. Um, the Warhammer community is, seems like they're happy with games workshop for saying this, um, coming out and saying that. And then, uh, you know, they were basically saying you better fucking say something about this before they did and they did and everybody seems to be happy that they did yeah and Uh, that's we need to do that like we need to hold these companies and stuff accountable for like like there's no like yes free speech i'm all about free speech i'm all about saying what you want to say uh you know as long as you're not really like hurting anyone else i mean that is a fine line because sometimes you have to slander and libel are laws for a reason yeah yeah and sometimes in order to have an important conversation you have to risk being controversial but 
there is no excuse for anyone to be wearing a swastika. We're not taking it back. Yep. Like it's dead. <laughs> no, it's like dead. It's, it's, it should it's, be it, dead. Let it die. Yeah. Yeah. Like put 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 the Nazis back in the closet. Like when the burn entire, the closet. Yeah. Burn the closet. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just gonna say fuck it. Fuck Nazis. Fuck that guy. Yeah. No, I mean there was several blog posts that I read where they were just like they said fuck nazis fuck that guy and they were like very professional blogs that don't i mean they're they're like a fucking gaming blog yeah why are they saying <laughs> that word but they're like fuck nazis i'd punch that motherfucker in the face fuck yeah. him i'm like all right bro like <laughs> and, okay and not to yeah. be too controversial but i have a little bit of say about this as a punk yeah and um you know the way to get rid of the way the punks got rid of Nazis in the punk scene. Yeah. Maybe that should start happening. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't I mean, know. You just beat the hell out of them until they eventually leave. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it's, I, I don't know. Like, I just, I just don't, I'm at a lack of understanding for the world that we're living in. Yeah. Like we've Damn. come so far as a civilization to still hate each other. It's fucking stupid. Like, it's yeah. fucking stupid, especially for dumb-ass reasons. Like, okay, I hate that dude because he fucked my wife. Yeah, okay, fuck that dude. You have every right to hate that dude. You don't yeah. have to make everyone else hate that dude. Right, exactly. So there's still, like, a line there. But yeah. also... Unless that dude's a Nazi. Well, yeah, unless that dude's a Nazi. <laughs> well, it was a crime of passion. Was he, was he fucking your wife? No, I felt very passionate about killing him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's different. Okay, so uh, I got some other tabletop stuff to talk about real quick. Um, Is it more lighthearted than this? Yes. <laughs> All right, good. Some of it has to do with zombies. Uh-oh. Uh, They're so, spooky. Uh, Let's bring my blood pressure down. Yeah, this week... Um, Cool Mini or Not or Simon Games announced a the their fiftieth Kickstarter campaign, which is fucking ridiculous. That's insane. Yeah. Um, and their very first one was their first Zombicide. So their fiftieth is Zombicide. Uh, but it's Marvel <laughs> Zombicide, so it's Marvel yeah. Zombies Zombicide. Uh, yeah. You uh you shared that in the group and I'm like, God damn it. I don't know much about Marvel zombies, but god damn it. Yeah. So uh just a real quick thing about Zombicide. Uh basically in most of the main games, which there's several genre versions of it, uh, and I'm gonna talk about another one in a minute. Um you play as survivors in the zombie apocalypse, uh, and you have to uh you know, fight waves of zombies and like get items to fight them and uh, make it to the end or complete some kind of objective, depending on what you're doing. Uh, and that's basically the game, right? You you yep. just play as a, a survivor or two and your team tries to complete objectives and survive and escape. That's the, the game. Uh, that's a lot of fun. And it's super fun. Uh, lots of miniatures with lots of detail. Uh, so the Marvel Zombies one is kind of flipping all that on its head. Uh, you're going to play as the zombies. Oh, really? Um, so you're going to play as, like, infected superheroes, um, and you're going to be basically fighting shield agents, um, which will replace your zombie, like, uh, 
base level trooper guys. So you had in the regular game, you had walkers, runners, and fatties. Yeah. Um, so now you're going to have uh, troopers, specialists, and guard. I think they're basically like riot shield armored dudes Ooh, instead of fatties. Okay. Um, and then your instead of abominations, which in the regular game is like super duper zombies that are, you know, we're like bodybuilders or you know, whatever, have like a crazy strain of the, the virus that do something. Or in some of the cases they were like, uh, uh, urban mythical creatures or whatever. Yeah. Um, you're going to have all the uninfected superheroes are going to be the abominations. Oh shit. And they're going to spawn faster. Um, that sounds awesome. Yeah. It sounds completely crazy. Uh, they've changed a lot of other stuff to make it fit with like, you know, playing as the zombies and uh you know the characters are not as generic right so like in in the regular games you're playing as steve and steve like you know you don't know what steve does yeah so he can have whatever powers that you want as you level him up but if you're playing as hulk you know what hulk does yeah so like you're not going to it's not gonna have like a bunch of random shit um it's going to have hulk stuff like you know the clap and the you know the gamma wave and stuff like that yeah um so the the powers are more unique but they're all printed on the cards as opposed to being like a generic keyword that you have to look up in a book um <laughs> the the advancement is different slight dig much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well uh, so uh the advancement is going to work differently in the previous games like you would get points for each zombie you killed uh some of them would give you more doing objectives would give you more so on and so forth uh and as you gained experience or they called the adrenaline points you would go into different colors of your bar and you would gain powers accordingly yeah. Uh, in this one, apparently you have a hunger meter, and the hungrier you get, so the less the less guys you eat, you get more powerful. Oh, wow. Okay. But once you hit a certain point, you lose control and have to eat, and that could put you in a disadvantageous, disadvantageous position. That's not... That's... A, bad word that's not what i wanted to say but you know what i mean yeah <laughs> a bad position there there you go <laughs> use that one um so like it, it they, they changed some stuff around to make it more uh fit more with playing the zombies and stuff and it's a like crazy ip uh they're starting the kickstarter sometime next year uh early next year uh but they announced it this monday so the 22nd um there's like a fucking two foot tall Galactus, uh, dude. Yeah, man, I'm like super ready for this, for me to spend all the money I've ever had on on this Kickstarter. <laughs> Do you want to spend double and give me one too? <laughs> no. Damn uh, it. <laughs> you sure? But uh, I'll be your best friend. <laughs> but it sounds super cool, and I really like the Zombicide games. Um, which I'm. I, I'm going to talk about some other games that I've kickstarted. I'm going to get one of them this week. Um, well, th this one's more of like a, uh, a aid for other games. 
Uh, but first, I'm going to talk about Zombicide, Undead or Alive. I also kickstarted that. Um, and that I should be getting probably about the time that the Marvel Kickstarter comes in. Oh, okay. Um, so it's like a Western version of Zombicide. Nice. Um, I'm so super into be, that. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh, so we'll have... Westerns and zombies mix really well together. Yeah. yeah. We'll have Western Zombicide. We'll have Modern Zombicide. We'll have like Medieval Fantasy Zombicide. And we'll have Marvel Zombicide. Can we play? Yeah, we need to play them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to play them with you. Yeah. I need to get the, the Invader one, which is the sci-fi one. Ooh. Yeah. As a teenager, I didn't understand people who collected mass amounts of stuff and never like used it. And then like as an adult, I'm like, oh, because they didn't have time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. We get I, I get it also. I get that. So okay, so that that's the zombicide stuff. Here's another one. Um I met Russell playing Zombicide. Yeah, there you go. Uh this one I'm I'm super excited about and I have no idea when I'm gonna get it, but uh it's got eight days to go, so if you guys want to, if it sounds interesting to you, um, you should check it out on Kickstarter. It's called uh, Mothership. It's a oh, sci-fi yeah. horror RPG. It's the first edition box set, which they've, they have a bunch of zero edition stuff out that was like PDFs and pamphlets and stuff that you like had to get directly from them or at like con at cons or something. Um, but it's basically a, uh, horror a sci-fi horror RPG. Uh, it's, it's won awards. Um, the zero edition has, but they're basically collecting everything together and making a box set and like hard covers and shit. Uh, that and sounds, it sounds awesome. fucking awesome. It's a rules light D 100 chassis with custom rules for stress and panic, streamlined mechanics for violent encounters and war class, easy to learn character creation system. Um, they have like a list of, uh, inspirations like aliens, super Metroid event, horizon, sunshine, um, Tetsuo, the iron man, haunted cities, prospect, dead space, Solaris, uh, doom. Uh, I mean, there's the thing pitch black, basically like anything that's kind of horror related and sci-fi related is like they're drawing <laughs> inspiration from, um, They've already hit like all kinds of stretch goals. The goal was twenty thousand. They're at one point one million. So like you'll get a bunch of extra shit if you kickstart it. Um the base level is fairly inexpensive, I believe. Uh the the base level for a digital edition is twenty nine bucks. That's not bad at all. Fifty nine dollars for a corset. Um there's a deluxe, super deluxe set that comes with a core set, a deluxe set, a storage box, all the pamphlet modules, um, a t-shirt, and all the digital and physical stretch goals, and more. That's like 200 bucks. So, like, there's a lot of different uh, levels that you could kickstart this at, um, and it seems really fucking cool. You said it's got, like, eight days left? Eight days left. So, by the time this comes out, it'll have four days left i'm I about believe. to i'm about to back it as we're talking about it <laughs> <laughs> okay dave <laughs> sounds awesome right yeah it sounds alley. really cool it's called mothership it's on kickstarter um and then i the one that i'm getting in this week uh is i, I hope it's super fun it looks cool um but it's for like pretty much any kind of uh 
sci or not sci-fi, but any kind of RPG game, uh, any kind of like tabletop pen and paper game. Um, it's called side quest decks. Uh, it's already done on, um, Kickstarter. I'm, I'm supposed to be receiving it like four months later or whatever, but it's Kickstarter. That's what happens. Um, you can still buy their stuff directly from them. Uh, the company is called inkwell ideas. Um, but it's basically like randomized decks of cards, but each card is a side quest with a quest hook and a map and possibly characters and treasure and everything on it, uh. on, just like on the card. And like they, I got, uh, I spent way too much fucking money on this. That sounds awesome. Um, I think I got like 36 decks or something ridiculous. 24. Jeez. I don't even know. That's awesome. Uh, they have basically a one for every fucking, uh, uh, like genre you can think of monster hunts coastal town quest frontier town quest pulp adventures so like pulp comic shit uh fucking into it dude, yeah that's awesome like sci-fi stuff horror stuff dude it it's insane um i bought all their previous ones and all the new ones wilderness and frontier fantasy sci-fi fiction science fantasy political and urban fantasy, modern criminal spies and supers, Lovecraftian paranormal, <laughs> horror fantasy, high seas, pirates and ports, dungeon. I mean, just like everything you can think of that you could like randomize side quests for and make maps for, they did it. Dude, that and sounds dope. Put them in decks of like 50 plus things. So like it's limitless fucking random quests. I'm about to have all these decks and we don't even fucking play anything anymore. <laughs> we should. I know we should. I want to play games. Games. But I was yeah. the other day that I need to play more fucking games. Yeah. Uh, but I think so just like a little side thing about this. Um, I've gotten several things from Kickstarter. Um, if you're patient or if you can spend money something on something and forget about it and then when it shows up you're just like holy shit this is cool Kickstarter's awesome yeah I haven't had anything where I paid for it and didn't get it a lot of times it's late I don't think I've ever actually gotten one when they said that I was gonna get it the first time right uh, some of them have been very late but also like the ones that have been very very late were because of partially because of the pandemic um which like uh, the Zombicide Second Edition Modern stuff that was really late, but it was you know I mean people in China weren't fucking making plastic men and putting them in boxes because right. they were all sick and dying. Yeah, like okay, that's fine. I'm not gonna bitch about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stay safe, don't die to make my plastic men, please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, like I had one that was like little these cool enamel pins that were like D and D monsters. Uh, and it was like a week late, not, not a big deal. Yeah. You know, cause the, uh, but like if, if you have the patience, it's super worth it. Cause like the, all the zombicide stuff I've paid probably half of what you would pay or less, uh, on the secondary market or even at, a game store and you get a bunch of exclusive shit that yeah. you're going to pay out the ass for. Uh, so I've bought 
three, well, two uh, versions of Zombicide on Kickstarter. And I've spent on both of those combined probably about the same amount or less than I did on Black Plague and Green Horde. And I have probably a more shit from those, the ones that I bought on Kickstarter than I do for the other one. Hmm. And it's all because I got into that one after it was on Kickstarter and I bought it from a game store and I bought it off of eBay and it was just so expensive. Right. Yeah. You know, there's like a box of Kickstarter exclusives is $300 when it was free. Right. When, <laughs> when you yeah, bought it on Kickstarter. Yeah. You know, so like Kickstarter is worth it for shit like that. Uh, and if you're, you're not worried about like dropping a hundred, $200 or whatever on something. And then you're not worried about getting it the next day. Right, yeah. You know, it's worth it cuz you get a lot of cool shit and it's it's totally different on the secondary market. I've only kickstarted one thing and it should be here in December. That's what's estimated at least. Good luck with that. Yeah. It might not be. But- <laughs> yeah, I mean like it's terrible about getting shit on time, but like yeah. everything that I've got, I got more than I paid for basically. Right. And it was all I actually got it. So this mothership thing, I'm tempted. I'm I I did the the meg bundle because I'm a loser and spend my money on dumb shit. But <laughs> I mean, I think if you're at all interested in sci-fi horror and or uh, pen and paper RPGs, then I mean, you could get the digital one if you've got like an iPad or any kind of um tablet and yeah. just like run it that way. Not a big That's deal. Not a bad idea. Distribute like whatever player materials you need to your to your friends and you know or if you're playing it if if you're playing it online which a lot of people are playing uh pen and papers online right now yeah um that's perfect right because you can like screen share with the people you're playing with and show them what they need to see and stuff like that so if if you're running stuff like that and you want to get away from uh pathfinder or D or whatever you're playing and play something a little different once or twice Twenty nine dollars is fucking nothing. Yeah, you know, because that's like less than one D and D book, and you get everything digital. So, I mean, that's pretty dope. I'm super looking forward to that one. Let's play it on the show. <laughs> we should. We should. I want to be a space alien. I've been talking for a long time. What are we supposed to talk about now? Uh. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. So I went and saw sci-fi horror into Ghostbusters. (laughs) It fits. It fits. Sure. Um, I went and saw the new Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. I I was I was I came into it not expecting a whole lot Mm. uh and loved it. It's it's not without its issues. But it's very. It's also very fan service in parts. But I'm a fan, so I was serviced. Yeah, just so mine. <laughs> it seemed like it was going to be super fan servicey from the the trailers, but not in a like bad way. Yeah, I don't know. Without it, having seen it, I can't super comment on that. But it just like in the trailers, it kind of looked like that. You know, you had to stay puffed and 
uh, like little shots of this and that from the show, and Slimer was in it, and so on and so forth. Uh, not it's not Slimer. It's not Slimer. Yeah, it's like I, Slimer's I, I kid or something. And I I won't ruin anything. Okay, it's not Slimer. I mean, it looks it's like a Slimer. it's a ghost that looks like Slimer, but it's not. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, there was like a bunch of little kids behind me that were just mm. loving it. Oh, good. And I, because it's so it's it's I wouldn't say it's a, it's a family film for sure. Yeah, but I wouldn't say it's a kids movie. But there was little kids behind me that were loving it. Yeah, and uh, it's a ton of fun. Um, uh, some of the jokes kind of fall flat. You have that in any any yeah. comedy, but uh, when they hit, they fucking hit. Do you like Paul Rudd in it? Paul Rudd was amazing in it. I so mean, Paul I love Rudd's Paul amazing. Rudd. Yeah, yeah. He had a little um, in the trailer. It makes him seem like he's more of like the comic relief, the, the star, basically. Oh, okay. He's not so much in the actual movie. The kids are the he's stars, gonna, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured that because, like, a lot of times they do that. They'll put the comic relief in the trailer a lot to get people to get people to, yeah to get, come see it. That looks funny. Yeah, but I highly recommend it. Okay, it's a ton of fun. I. Teared up at the end of the movie. Fuck off. God damn it. <laughs> if if you're a ghost but I'll also if you're a Ghostbusters fan, if you like grew up watching Ghostbusters, there is a chance you might tear up at the end of the movie. Fuck yeah. Okay. I'm into that. I had some of it spoiled for me, so I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You guys should watch it. I'm the only one at the table that doesn't know. <laughs> Oh, dude, that fucking ibuprofen worked. My headache's gone. Good. Good. Nice. Yeah, boy! Hey, it's back! <laughs> that was super late, but there it is. Better late than never. That was from Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> uh, Better late than never. You also watched a movie called Lamb? I did. So, um, mm-hmm. it's A24. It came out this year. Um, it is a Icelandic movie, uh-huh. like Icelandic, I wouldn't call it a horror movie, drama, thriller, thriller, tension-ish, I wouldn't even call it a thriller, tense drama, yeah, 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 uh, so me and my buddy Mike wanted to watch it, because mm. it looks super weird, like, it's basically, it is this two, these couple that live in Iceland, mm-hmm. and they live, like, on a sheep farm. Yeah. Like they raise sheep. It's like very quiet, very secluded. Um, and one of the sheep uh gives birth to this weird sheep person hybrid. Yeah. And then they decide to keep it as their child. Okay. And so like just seeing the trailer, I'm like, oh, this is gonna get fucking weird. I'm already like, what the fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the whole movie you're like that because it doesn't explain anything. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I awesome. wanted to like this movie. I really wanted to like it because I like that kind of stuff. They yeah. don't explain stuff, but the ending, like the twist ending, just kind of came out of nowhere and didn't explain nothing. Like if they would have did a little bit more, like establish this, establish it a little bit more, it'd have been a good film. Hmm. But it just come off as kind of boring. Yeah, because it's just the, it's the two, it's the uh, the husband and um, husband and wife. And his brother brother comes in at one point. Okay. And, like, the weirdest part is, so, like, 
they have this weird kid and they take it inside. You don't even see that it's like a, you just see this like it's just a lamb's head. Yeah. It's what you see. You don't see the whole body for yeah. a while. And then it kind of pans down like it's like a it's got like one hoof arm and one regular baby hand and a, a limb face. What in the fuck? Yeah. And then the brother comes in a little bit later in the film. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, this they're going to explain because they just like take this child in. There's no conflict of like, what the fuck is this? They just accept they're it. They're just like, okay. I'm like, what? what is going on? Like, they don't, they're not like, uh, this is wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> they just accept it. Yeah. From the get. There's no questioning. Okay. And when the brother came in, I thought, okay, we're going to get some more story of like, what's going on? Is this like a thing that happens in this world? Like, like what's going on? Yeah. And he shows up. He's like, that's fucked up. Like, don't worry about it. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's just kind of what it was. All right, bro. <laughs> like, Does it end up being the Antichrist? That's what I had wondered, but I don't even know. Oh, oh my God. So at the end, so uh, I guess. Spoiler I'll spoil I don't it. fucking care. Um, at Spoiler the end, alert for A24's Lamb. Yes. If you don't want to hear it, fast forward fast about forward. a minute and a half. Yeah. So the yeah, whole movie and a half, Dave. Okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> now I'm under pressure. I can't handle it. Uh, so the whole movie is these two. Seventy-two seconds left. Taking these. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> ah! uh, so they they take this kid in, and uh, at one point the brother is like, "This is fucked up. I'm gonna shoot this kid. It's just an animal." Uh-huh. So he like takes it to like the woods to shoot it, but it has a change of heart somehow. Maybe I don't know. It just the next shot flashes and he's the kid is sleeping on his arms and they become like they takes him in as his whatever and so at uh, one point there's a dog that dies they're like farm dog dies uh-huh. like just mysteriously like what the hell what that's weird uh, and then they go out to fix a tractor because the um the it's it's hard to explain it's, it's the brother. They all get drunk, and the brother tries to take advantage of the wife. Oh, shit. And she basically, like, takes him to the train station the next morning. And while they're gone with that, the lamb baby hybrid thingy Mm -hmm. and the the dad go to fix a tractor that had broke down. Okay. And on the way there, you hear a gunshot, and you see the dad is, like, grasping his neck, and he's bleeding. And it pans up, and there's a goat man with a gun that shoots the dad and then takes the lamb person into the woods. And then that's scene. Fuck this movie, man. I, I What the fuck? Yeah, I really wanted to like it. I re, like That sounds something up my alley. Yeah, but they didn't like... There was it's just no, out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, there's fucking hybrid people, and they stole one of their kids. Yeah. If they would have had a little bit of that, I'd have liked it more. Because like my, Mike and I watched her like I even looked it up because it was we thought it was some like Icelandic folklore. Yeah. But I couldn't really find anything about it. Mike, is this like a are there goat people in like, you know, folklore in Iceland? I don't know. So we had That's to look it up and find anything. This sounds like an edgelord version of Sweet Tooth. I don't know if I know Sweet Tooth. 
Uh, it's the Netflix show with the hybrid kids where like they're animal, they're they yeah, just like out of nowhere, the uh, everybody starts having animal kids. Yeah, except for they like there's reasoning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this I wish there was reasoning. Like I wanted to like this. It was just coming. I don't know. I didn't care. Just whack. Yeah, it's kind of. Did you watch it subbed or dubbed? Uh, watched it um, subbed. Hmm. That might have something to do with it. But probably not. No, like it, 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 it. Nothing was explained. Yeah, that's fucked up. Uh, there was some cool stuff. Like it's very slow burn kind yeah. of thing, but it's slow burned to nothing. Yeah, in my that's opinion. just boring. Like it, yeah. once once you get to the end and it's like, well, I mean, the fuse just burned and there was no explosion. That's just boring. Yeah, that's yeah. not a slow burn. That's just boring. <clears throat> Maybe some people will love it. We're like, oh my god, it's the greatest thing. I I didn't get it. If that's <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you for your reviews. Thank you for for making <laughs> we're letting me ramble. <laughs> now what are we talking about, Russell? Shane and I have been playing a video game. <laughs> well, I can play video games with you guys now. I have internet. Oh man, did you get Vanguard? No. Are you a Call of Duty guy? I haven't played Call of Duty in a long time. But... It'd be real hard for you to play video games with us. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Never mind then. I won't. Uh, in March, you could play Tiny Tina's Wonderlands with me. Ooh, I'm in. Maybe us. I might play it. Are you gonna play it? I'm gonna like try to play it. Okay. But I don't know. It looks more Borderlandsy than Borderlands. <laughs> like it. Yeah. Almost, I think. I think it's. I think it's the graphics the true are heart be, of Borderlands. Yeah, I think the graphics are going to be too far. For oh me. man, it's going to be so fucking stupid. <laughs> I like Borderlands. You like Borderlands? I okay. Do. What Xbox do you have? Um, I have an Xbox One. You need a friend, me, bud. Oh, okay. It was given to me like a month ago, oh. two months ago. Cool, but yeah, I will friend you, dog. It's awesome. Can we still play? Yes. Even if I had Xbox One, we can still. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Should be able to. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I imagine that's going to come out for both because it's still like you still can't get Series X's and Series yeah, X's. I, but... I imagine they're going to keep supporting the previous consoles until yeah, for a while. <laughs> because if not, that's going to create a whole new problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, Vanguard. We've been Vanguard. playing Vanguard. Uh... <laughs> I really like the multiplayer. Yeah, I mean, um, the multiplayer is good. It feels a little better, I think, um, sort of, than Cold War. There's some problems, but we're still, like, in the first three weeks or four weeks of the yeah. game being out. Still the first month. We're still in preseason. Yeah. Because they do the seasonal battle passes that are, what, like, 60, 70 days? 60 like days. Um, so in, like, two weeks, season one will start. Uh. Actually, probably a week from when this comes out, season one will start. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, so there are some balancing issues because multiplayer, you're playing against other players. Um, and, like, some little bugs and, like, quality of life stuff they need to change. Um, some lobby issues. So Vanguard is a Call of Duty game. So it's a first-person shooter, if you guys don't know. Uh multiplayer you're usually playing uh pvp stuff which is like uh what team based usually but you can play free for all um but there's like team deathmatch um this one has uh hardpoint which is like a 
timed king of the hill you go to a spot that's on the map and you hold it until it changes to a new point and you go and hold that one and you go and right. hold another one hard points a lot of fun well, hard points good <laughs> I, pl- I played a lot objective of games I, I i played a lot of hard point when i played uh um black ops yeah this, well yeah the last one was black ops like 17 cold war um <laughs> this one is uh another world war Two one okay um so then there there's also a patrol which is similar to hardpoint but instead oh, this of this is a new mode this is a new mode which is actually like <laughs> one of my favorite things to play right now um and it's like hardpoint where there's a spot on the map that you have to hold but it just gradually moves instead of staying in one spot and then oh, moving okay. to a whole another spot yeah. so it just like makes a circle or a pattern through the map and it just like is always moving. Yeah, like walk with it. Basically you gotta walk to get... with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, domination is another control point based uh, that's on there, uh, but these never move. There's A, B, and C. They're always in the same places on on each map. Um, uh, and you know, I mean, if you've ever played a a uh, first person shooter, you've probably played domination. Um, but one of the things that me and Russell played uh, this last weekend that we really liked was Champion Hill. Yes, this is our first time playing Champion Hill. Yeah, it's not it's not a new mode. It's been on these games for a while. Yeah, I didn't... Shane and I are both really bad about finding something we like and just playing it to death. Yeah, we're basically <laughs> like, okay, fuck everything else. We're gonna play TDM Team Deathmatch uh, Kill Confirmed, which is Team Deathmatch plus you have to like pick up their tags when they drop them. Uh, oh wow okay and like we were playing domination we played uh capture the flag when that was on cold war yeah uh we played a lot of hard like point true capture the flag actual capture the flag which was dope and i i wish they would pr- just put that in every fucking game still like capture the flag was one of the first objective based things in first person shooters and that needs yes. to be in every single fucking first person shooter because it's agree. amazing yeah that was my favorite mode to, or that was my favorite game variant to play for halo yeah halo i'm pretty sure it was in the unreal games like if, yes like quake like capture the flag fucking put it in everything it's a lot of fun in overwatch i played a lot of overwatch yeah do you i used to when i had internet. i'm probably gonna get overwatch 2 when it comes out Ooh. I will also get Overwatch too because I I like missed the I people keep telling me I didn't miss the Overwatch bus, but to me I feel like I missed the Overwatch bus. <laughs> I love Overwatch. Yeah, it's still supported. Like yeah. I like that they still support it after what like four years, something like that. <laughs> five yeah. years, something yeah. like that. Like that's, that's one of the things that we've talked about uh, personally, not on the show, is that we don't like about um, the Call of Duty train. Yeah. Um, is that um, they rush a new one out every year. Now, they do have two studios that work on them, so it's a two-year project every time. But when they're basically running them as a service, as a live service through that first year, you're using a lot of your resources to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have your full force uh, working on the next game yeah which is why the games come out at like 70 percent completion and yeah like they have to do patches every week by like and... seven by like you know season three you're you have the whole game 
but you've missed seasons, preseason, season one and two. Yeah. You know, so like, I don't know. I don't like the model. I like how battle passes work uh, because you get a lot of free shit just by playing the game. Yeah. Um, I like I like the seasonal stuff. Yeah. At first I was like, man, fuck this. But then like, I don't know. They got my money. Yeah. <laughs> I've maxed out the last three seasons. Um, Which I like, haven't maxed out season six. But I think you have. I think you might have. Did I? Yeah, because like the well, progression guess... is broken on, yeah, on that's, Vanguard. That's true. So like he still his thing still says that he's level one, but yeah. he's like prestige one. <laughs> he's oh, he's damn. not been yeah. level one for a long time. Yeah. So that's so, one of the things they need to fix. They need to fix all that kind of shit. Um. Yeah, I like I when I I I hadn't played a Call of Duty game. My first Call of Duty game was Modern Warfare Two back in forever ago. Same actually. And when I when I discovered Call of Duty, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I yeah. love this game. And I, I sub subsequently, like I've loved most of the games. Like I always have issues with them because there's stuff that they should be doing that they're not doing, like dedicated servers. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I also like I also have a problem with the model. Um, Vanguard zombies. Okay, this zombies, is part of the problem with the model. Zombies has always been one of my favorite, like, play types for Call of Duty. Like, I, since I, World at War, fucking, I I love it. Well, my first experience was Black Ops. Yeah, but, but World at War was the first one. Yeah, it just had one map. Like, that's the one I played a lot. Yeah, it was. It was like people were like, "Holy shit, this is dope!" And then they were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna fucking do it up, guys." Yeah. So then, like, they did it again on Black Ops because that was the second Treyarch one, right? And and Treyarch has always done. For, I mean, for the most part, like, there's always there's always gonna be issues or complaints or whatever. But like, I mean, for really for the most part, like Treyarch Treyarch has like nailed the zombies stuff. Like the zombie stuff are is always real good. Mm. Um. So. Black Ops Cold War was supposed to get two years of zombies content. Yeah. So we were supposed to get, which was part of the reason I bought it, because I yeah. bought it in the middle of its life cycle. So I came in at the tail end of season three and like a couple days into the end of season three, which uh, yeah, so I didn't season get anything in season three. Yeah. Season four was okay. my first season. So season four um, is like half of the life cycle. So when I, so when I read that, I was like, Okay, maybe I will. I played like a little bit of Warzone. I'm not a huge Warzone fan. I'm not a fan of the battle royale thing. I love to run and gun, so I die yeah. a lot. Like, yeah, I'll get same. I'll get a lot of kills, and once I get used to the game, I usually go positive. But I still have like I'm not a conservative <laughs> player. Like I no. am gonna run in a room with three dudes and try to kill as many of them as I can before they kill me. So I, you and I play the same. <laughs> like that's so so the battle royale games do not work for me because then I just die and I'm just like, I spent 30 minutes getting those weapons. I am furious. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm also not a huge fan of which when I first started playing Call of Duty, I, I my first person shooter like experience was like Halo and Unreal Tournament. And uh, I played a little bit of Quake and, you know, those games, you have shields yeah. So like it's not, hey, I took three bullets and now I'm dead. They're not that fast paced. Like right. Halo, you chase someone around the entire fucking map before you can kill them sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh 
So if you're bad like us. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I oh, thought yeah. I thought I was bad at first person shooters. Turns out I was just bad at Halo. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh so I, I and then they added they added armor plates to Call of Duty with with Warzone and I was like what in the fuck is this? So yeah, not only not only do I have to spend 20 to 30 minutes like ramping up my DPS, I also have to find armor. And if I don't, the first person I encounter that has armor is going to wreck me. It's just, I'm just gonna die. like, yeah. yeah. So like, Warzone just not for me. The plunder type, the plunder game type, pretty good. I do, I have had a lot of fun playing that. Usually, just when I'm tired of whatever Call of Duty title is out at the moment. But Treyarch was so I got. Cold War because I was like, oh shit, two years of supported zombies content and the zombies like maps look pretty cool. I'm kind of into this. And uh, so I got Cold War and for like the, the season four and season five, they were still saying, hey, we're going to support zombies content for like the whole life cycle of the next Call of Duty game because they, they don't want to support the multiplayer. Activision won't let them. Like right. they don't want them to because they want everyone to purchase the new game. I right. get it. Right. I understand your business model and it just sucks. Up to this yeah. point, <laughs> up to this point, only the Treyarch Call of Duty games had zombies. Except for there was one Sledgehammer Infinity Ward game where they did zombies, but it was totally different. Yeah, I think it was like in Infinite Warfare or whatever. I don't know which one it was, because um, I, was, I was still wasn't playing Call of Duty anymore. Yeah, there was like a couple year gap that I didn't... Infinite Warfare came out, and I was like, no, you've not... You've completely recreated Halo with the military. Yeah, I stopped like, with, with the modern military. Modern Warfare 3, so that you have like Black Ops 3, 4, Ghosts, Advanced Warfare, Infinite Warfare, uh, World War II. Uh, there might be another one in there that I yeah. didn't play. There was a, there was a few there was like a nice little gap that we took, um, and then we kind of started playing again when, uh, Sledgehammer did Modern Warfare. Yeah, we did. We played that one a little bit. 2019, and we played a little bit of Warzone, like you were talking about. But yeah. then we got into this one because of the zombie stuff and Outbreak, which was a new zombies mode, um, which was like. Sort of like Warzone, but like with huge maps, but with zombies on it, and then you would go to a new huge map, yeah, uh, and then it would get harder, like the rounds and the round based maps. Yeah, okay, it was super but fun, would, like, super great. Game yeah, type. it was super awesome game type. You'd like go around and find guns and like armor and shit, and like you had like uh, all kinds of cool stuff. It was it was super cool. You guys are making me want to could play. Could literally Call of Duty. be yeah. its own game. Yeah, it could literally okay. be its own like, game. It's if they supported it and like put the development into it, it could be its own game. And I think that it would be the most successful zombie game that we had ever gotten. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it has the po- gameplay of Call of Duty with zombies, and like it was awesome. But anyway, so th- like he's trying to say, they they said they were going to support it for two years, right? Yeah. So and go ahead. They uh so then uh Activision was like, "Well, we don't want you to do that. We want you to create a zombies mode for this sledgehammer uh modern warfare title, which isn't modern warfare, but it it's their yeah, it's the off year. So it's the off year from Treyarch. So it's it's called Call of Duty Vanguard. And so Treyarch had like 2 months to put together a zombie mode slash map 
Damn. Yeah. So, and they did. And, like, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, I mean, it's okay. Like, I'm not mad at Treyarch. Like, I understand the positioning of the situation. Like, I'm right. mad at Activision for not letting them support Cold War zombies for another year. And yeah. instead shoehorning this fucking trash into this game. Yeah. Like, the the thing that I've always thought is the the non-Treyarch, whether it had been Infinity Ward or S- Sledgehammer, their multiplayer was better. Yeah. Like, more often than not. Like, Except for Black Ops. The first Black Ops was fucking dope. Yeah. That was my favorite. I played a lot of Black yeah, Ops. It was a lot of fun. But, so, we I mean, probably typic- cussed each other out in a lobby once. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> Chances are good. <laughs> Uh, typically, like their multiplayer's modes were were just better, um, and then but Treyarch had zombies, like yeah. that's what they had going for them. Yep, you know they had zombies, and it was usually almost always awesome. And so the situation sucks. And what I wish they would do, the way to fix all of this, and the way to fix a lot of the issues with these games, is put Treyarch in in charge. You've you've shown now. Like here's the here's the thing too. With doing this, you have now successfully shown your entire community that you can get these studios to work together. Yeah. So you have no excuses anymore to yep. not just release one Call of Duty game every two years with two years of supported zombie content and a multiplayer that you actually spend a lot of fucking time on developing. Yeah. And we know you have the money for dedicated servers. We said this for Modern Warfare 2. Not at the time, because we weren't podcasting. But, yeah, like, we know you have the money for dedicated servers, so where the fuck are they? So here's, right. here's what I'm, I'm, I'm going for here. The way that all the Call of Duty stuff is right now, starting with mo- the last Modern Warfare and Warzone, um, they all kind of have, like, the same client uh like overarching program that runs the games. Yeah. Um the and engine. if you play Warzone, you have modern warfare uh operators, you have Warzone operators and you have Cold War operators. They're all in Warzone. All the guns from those three games are in Warzone. Yeah. All the I don't think all the perks are, but all the like all the everything else, right? Is in Warzone. So what they need to do if they're going to do this is to have a client that runs for and they do it for however long they're going to use the same engine and they make their campaigns, whoever they have make the campaign, they can switch that up every couple years or whatever, uh, but have somebody make a campaign and make a multiplayer and that runs for two years. But Treyarch just makes fucking zombies and it just keeps going on that engine until that engine's done. Yeah. And they just keep doing it and they do what they do. You know, they make an uh, outbreak, they make the round base maps. When the new uh, campaign with the new multiplayer comes out, they can use some of the assets from that to make their shit to theme, th- theme it up with that. But you can still play the other stuff. Yeah. And it all works together. You get new fucking operators for. For any of the zombie shit, any of the war zone shit, like they're so close to doing this right, but they're still fucking it up. Yeah, yeah. I want to play close. zombies now. Cold War fun. zombies is fucking yeah. amazing, right? Specifically, outbreak. 
I mean, it has its problems, it has glitches, but also most of those problems could be resolved if one of the players was not the host. Yeah. And the host was not migrating. Yeah. Like, like, problem solved. That's a lot of, like, people online on, in, like, on Reddit and shit bitch about pubs, which public matches, uh, where people will do dumb shit and try to leave which i mean that's you're gonna have that always but they'll also like you know just drop when they don't get their way or yeah or if they just like you know honey it's time for dinner oh i'm 12 shut my xbox off <laughs> you know i mean to be fair someone said dave it's time for dinner i also shut it up <laughs> yeah but you know like but i like to eat yeah me too i need to order some food but anyway <laughs> me too <laughs> uh but you know like if they made this whole thing, then like Treyarch could, you know, focus on zombies. And then if they do a campaign or whatever, they can focus on that too. But they can, you know, they can run zombies and actually do it and know what they're supposed to be doing yeah. from day one. Um, and the same with Sledgehammer. And, you know, the studios could work together and make a long running, long supported, very good experience for the player base. Yeah. And, you know, you could do it like a I hate subscription model, but you could use that for like, you know, the battle pass or, you know, I mean, they still make millions and millions and millions of dollars off of operator packs and gun skins and shit. Yeah. So like, I mean, I don't think they're losing money when they don't sell the game for $60 every year. Right. Like, I mean, they are, but they aren't. Yeah. They can make it up. Yeah. Like the more, like people people like and that's how you do the microtransactions too like and you know it's all cosmetic stuff uh you know i mean or extra guns that aren't broken that just have a different feel or whatever but they can make it up by just like increasing the amount of stuff that they're doing for those yeah or like it's okay if you want to bring back DLC. Like, we used to have to pay for those extra maps. We paid mm-hmm. 20 bucks when those extra maps came out. We didn't just get them for free. Yeah. If you move to a two-year model, like, you can charge for some of that Yeah, DLC. I mean, you could basically do, like, a season pass that's basically the, the charge for the game, you know? Yeah, you have a season pass, You know, so, and then we, you make got, money that way. We got six seasons coming out this year. They're each 10 bucks. Yeah, and There's then you There's your have, 60 bucks. Yeah, and then you have... So you have you have the season season passes, and then you have the extra content DLCs, the maps and stuff, and you sell those separately. And then you also have a bundle where they buy both. Yeah, well, you know, people like you and I are going to buy both. Like, there's right. people that don't give a fuck about the season passes that don't buy them. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But when you need to purchase the extra maps, so that way you can play some of the multiplayer variants, like you're going to purchase them, especially if you love the game. And you're going to love the game if you put more time and effort into the game. Like right. like you said, they're so close. They're still fucking it up. Yep. And as the consumer, we do not understand. Yeah, it's driving me nuts that it's all on the same client, but it, like, doesn't work together. Because, like, if you're in there, it literally has, like, four blades. Like, if you remember the old Xbox 360 blade menu, do you remember that? Where it was, like, these, like, weird... Uh, like sci-fi, like like metal-edged things, and you like it, like pulled they pulled out sideways to the left or the right, yeah. and each one was colored differently, like purple and green and orange and red and shit. So it's kind of like that. Like the furthest uh, left one is Vanguard, 
and then there's Cold War, and then there's Warzone, and then there's uh, Modern Warfare, and like it's it's almost brilliant. If you could click on each one and you just went right to it, yeah, it would be perfect. But like if you start it up in Vanguard and you want to go to Warzone, it's like starting up Warzone in five, four, three, two, and then your your Xbox just changes programs. Yeah, that which isn't that's not how it works. Yeah. It's like not it. It doesn't work the way it should work. It should just be like this is a menu screen, and it they're all already running, and you just like goes to that one. Yeah, but they they made everything separate, and it doesn't commingle correctly. It's dumb. But anyway, Rick, you want to yeah. play though? Besides, I, well, yeah, I mean, I just because I just want to play online. You wanna, games. I know you want to play. You just want to play fucking games, which. Totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking um, of that, my uh, sorry to interrupt you. My uh, my boss at work was talking about because I've been wanting to get into like MMOs. I used to love like playing WoW and stuff. Oh yeah. I don't want to play WoW anymore. Uh, Most people don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he he's been playing New World. Oh yeah, I've heard that's good. Yeah, he said it's really good. So maybe I'll. Uh, pick that up it's only 40 bucks and it's there's no uh online uh there's no, no subscription. subscription fee yeah that's cool nice so maybe i'll pick that out it picked that up sometime and review it nice sounds good uh that's pretty much gonna do it uh for today's episode dave uh but join us next week when we will do a sort of in-depth review for cowboy bebop the live action series yeah in comparison to the anime because we both just watched all of both yeah all of both and then, yeah. yeah all yeah. we have left to watch is the cowboy bebop movie uh which is an anime movie uh it's it came out a couple of years after the series um but we'll watch that too before next week oh yeah and it's called knocking on heaven's door um mm. i remember it being amazing so i don't know i haven't watched it live action anime movie uh it goes if you're watching this stuff like concurrently like the cowboy bebop animation animated movie goes uh in between episodes 22 and 23 of the series it's not a huge deal if you finish the series and you go back to watch the movie uh because like the the show's kind of built like that for you to kind of come in and yeah you know minus like five or six episodes uh for you to just kind of come in and watch whatever episode um i do recommend like there is a little nuance to watching it from start to finish and i don't like when people say that you can just remix the entire season and watch it however you want because like you you can but like also you're gonna you're gonna miss some, some stuff. of it doesn't make like, sense yeah so but we will do that next week give you guys some time to uh watch the live action series i guess if I'm that's gonna, what you want to do i'm I gonna try to watch the live it, action go help, for it so i could talk about it when's the last time you watched the anime been a while okay i watched the first couple episodes recently but i need to like watch the i don't know if i, I won't have time to watch the all anime and a live action before next yeah. week you got what? four days Maybe. off bud that's true <laughs> and i have the internet now yeah the anime so, is like 13 hours so when you're not busy so beating off or wa- playing video games i'm i don't do those things <laughs> I'm Sorry. a good Christian boy. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
take us on out, Dave. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the DQB Does. I've been your boy. Your boy. And we have our hype man, returning hype man, Shane. I'm returning. You were hurt. You were. I, I was hurt. It. Yeah, I was hurt before. Uh, and then we have the Mamba La Russell. <laughs> I think we'll cool our name for him next week. I just said Adam Sandler's entire career in one sentence. Yeah, you did. Wow. This is the bicycle I had when I was 10. I remember. I remember. I remember. <laughs> All right. Well, bye. <laughs> sounded like a Sesame Street character. <laughs> of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.